Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy and Nick Verzellini. Welcome in to the Monday, August 16th edition of the Sports Mix right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10 and in, in TV10 on Comcast in the Berkeley and Jefferson County area, as well as on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, interesting show today. We'll uh, we'll talk with head football coach at Spring Mills, Josh Sims, right now because of some duties he has as a teacher. Uh, welcome to the show, Coach Sims. How are you doing today? Uh, good. How are you guys? Pretty good. So you guys have now practiced two weeks. What What's your initial thoughts about your team? Yeah, you know, um, uh, number one, you know, uh, compared to last year in regards to the COVID um, situation and also it being my first year, um, it definitely was nice to, uh, you know, hit the ground running a little bit, you know, already knowing a lot of the kids personally. Um, and also, obviously, uh, a lot of them being uh, at least somewhat familiar with our system. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things uh, thus far with us is we, we got a young, a lot of young guys um, that we're asking to step in and, and contribute um, in a very meaningful way. So um, it, it's a situation where we feel good about where we're at, but we also are definitely going to have to uh, keep our learning hats on for the duration of the season. So you guys, uh, your first game will be on Friday the 27th. That game is against Musselman. What, do you, what are you looking forward to during that game? Well, we look forward to, to playing them. You know, you know that's a big game around here. And, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, last year got canceled. Um, and, uh, you know, I've played Musselman in the past uh, at Morgantown, and it's always a good, tough, you know, old-school football game. Um, but, you know, uh, again, I, I think our kids uh, will just be excited to, uh, you know, go into a stadium where there's no fan restrictions and, and, and just be focused on playing football and having some fun. Hey, Coach, this is Nick Verzellini. I know you guys are uh, replacing your quarterback this year. What have you seen from some of the young guys that are competing for that competition or for, for that position? Yeah, um, you know, r- right now it's looking like it's going to be Jameer Hunter, um, who's a junior and uh, was uh, Keon's uh, you know, second-leading receiver last year. Um, we've also had a, a young freshman, um, uh, Max Anderson, uh, come in and, and really pick things up well and and show a lot of uh, poise and, and maturity for a, a freshman. Um, but, you know, we scrimmaged Friday and had a chance to see Jameer in live action um, against Wheeling Park. So, you know, obviously a very good football team. Um, and he did very well, you know. Uh, for his first time out ever ever playing quarterback, uh, you know, he was poised. Um, you know, he, he made good decisions. He stepped up in the pocket. Um, so uh, right now, you know, uh, again, you don't really know – um, how things are going to go until you, you get out there uh, game one. Um, but we're very confident in what Jameer's doing. Who are some other players on the offense that are going to flash for you guys? Um, right right there, you look at, you, you know, we definitely have kind of a slew of backs right now. Okay, they're all kind of battling, trying to figure out, you know, who's going to get the bulk of the carries. But, you know, uh, right now, junior Sam Stotler, who was our number two last year, uh, did very well Friday. Um, uh, you know, definitely a leader out there in, in regards to communication and and, you know, knowing what everyone's supposed to do. Um, also, a, a sophomore, uh, Josiah Brown, uh, was kind of come out of nowhere. It didn't, didn't come out last year. Um, 
uh, again, I think just with some of the circumstances, um, but has really come in and, and shown some good burst. Uh, we also have uh, a sophomore, Nathan Graham, uh, who uh, has looked good back there, and uh, our tight end, Nolan Schwenier, who's a senior, um, ha- has really worked on his speed and looks a lot better and doing a good job catching the ball. And we, and we also have um, a senior wide receiver, Bernard Newman, who played for us last year and, and has been a playmaker um, uh, down at this place since he was a sophomore. So um, we definitely have some weapons. I, I think right now, um, just with uh, you know a lot of young guys and, and some different cast of characters, we're just trying to figure out exactly what, what, what the, the right puzzle is. Coach, last year was your first year with Spring Mills. Obviously, you coached before, but you know, a tough first year in terms of all the stuff you guys had to deal with. What was that transition like? Yeah, you know, um, in regards to everything that happened with COVID, um, actually, it was as good as it could have been, you know, under the circumstances. You know, um, walked right in here in regards to, you know, the principals at the school and, and, and other teachers and, uh, you know, coaching staff. And it, it really um, was a good fit in regards to all that stuff. Um, in regards to the kids, you know, it's kind of the same thing, you know. You know, obviously, uh, they didn't know me, and I really didn't know them. Um, but, uh, you know, in regards to all that stuff, in regards to creating a culture and, and creating rapport with, uh, you know, colleagues and players, um, you know, I really couldn't have asked for anything else. Um, in regards to the X's, nose and the schemes and things, things of that nature, you know, again, you know, you said I was very lucky to have some very good seniors last year, you know, and Keon and, and Chase Henson and uh, Jake McCarron. Um, so they picked the offense up right away, and, and uh, we were able to get, uh, you know, pretty much rolling right off the bat, um, you know, again, uh, especially considering the circumstances. So looking at your schedule out of the EPAC, you will play Hampshire out of Romney, Frankfurt out of Ridgely. You, then you'll play uh, some out-of-state schools, including Hagers, North Hagerstown High School and a, a team from Uniontown, Pennsylvania, as well as Morgantown to close out the season. What what was the look? Why would you schedule those teams? You know, um, you know what what it really comes down to when you're talking about scheduling is you know you you want to play tough competition. Um, you know, you want to challenge yourself, but you also don't want to put yourself in a situation um, you know where, where you're going to get in some trouble. Um, but you know, we were really trying to uh, look around and get some different looks um uh for a football team and 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 not constantly saying uh playing the same teams and and that's a lot of where that morgantown you know scheduling was and and again when you talk about you know morgantown um you know a perennial playoff team you know one of the most prestigious schools in the state so you know that's one of those things there where you're, where you're definitely playing some of the best and best and and can kind of get a gauge of where your program is coach i'm guessing you guys had a scrimmage last weekend Yes, sir. Uh, at Wheeling Park. How how'd that go? How did you, how do you think? Uh, who stood out to you? Um, you know, a lot of it was those names we talked about. You know, uh, you know in regards to you know the uh, the Hogs up front, Cam Irving uh, at, at right guard, uh, I thought did a very good job. Um, definitely uh, uh, showed good physicality and good leverage and, and got off the ball there. Um, uh, defensively, you know, a name I've already said. You know, Sam Stotler. Uh, look very good at safety coming up and making tackles and, and getting physical. Uh, and, and again, you know, Jameer, Jameer looked very well, especially for a kid that's never played quarterback going out in his first outing. 
Um, and once we got the twos in there, you know, to go back to the quarterback position, um, you know, we were impressed with the way Max Anderson played, um, only being a freshman going up against sophomore and junior. So um, there were definitely a lot of positives. Um, again, the whole point of scheduling a Wheeling Park as your first scrimmage um, it isn't necessarily about uh, – you know, winning a scrimmage never is, but really trying to get a gauge of where where our program is, and uh, you know, uh, have an opportunity to really see where our weak points are, so we can get to work on it right now. So we've been able to talk to the other EPAC coaches. What what are your thoughts on the new COVID rules for this year, being that it's coming locally rather than statewide? Yeah. Um, well, I guess my question would be, what are the rules this week? <laughs> but um, no. Uh, you know, I mean, again, it's one of those situations where we're praying for as much most normalcy as possible. Um, I know last year, you know, that was pretty devastating to those kids. And, you know, after a while, I really felt like we were stringing them along, um, which uh, no, nobody wanted to do. Um, so in regards to the rules and, and things of that nature, um, again, it's, it's very tough. And I understand, you know, leadership. Uh, is in a is in a very tough situation as well in regards to you know uh, how to uh, uh, handle these situations. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, we're we're gonna have the attitude we had last year and control what we can control, and um, you know, be grateful for the opportunities we get. Coach, uh, you open up your season at Musselman to begin the year, so. Uh, two conference games to kick off the year, then Washington the next week. How important is it for you guys to get off to a good start, especially with those conference games to begin the year? Oh, definitely. Um, and w- whether it was, you know, EPEC teams or conference teams or not, uh, you know, you, you always want to start fast um, and, and obviously not have to dig out of the hole. So, um, you know, definitely in regards to that stuff, uh, you know, we definitely have the mindset that we, we want to come out the gate uh, you know, firing all cylinders. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, uh, you know, getting off to a good start is always important. Do you have any other scrimmages scheduled for this weekend? Yeah, we're playing Mountain Ridge um, at Mountain Ridge at Saturday at 10 a.m. Um, again, you know, getting an opportunity to see, see a, a different team um, from a, from a little bit of a different area area and. Uh, once again, uh, you know, hopefully we make some mistakes so we can correct them now, um, and hopefully also we can get a better gauge of, you know, where we're at. So final full week of non-game week practices, what are you looking forward to between the practices and the scrimmage and the practices next week ahead of the first game? Yeah, you know, again, I, I really think um, because we're so young and because we have, you know, a lot of question marks on um, on who's going to be playing where or who's going to be starting. Um, you know, I really think w- what we're looking forward as a coaching staff um, is finally, you know, getting our depth chart, you know, kind of nailed to the wall. Um, so we can really start to get in there uh, very detailed um, with the varsity guys and, and, and get them, you know, uh, uh, as many reps as possible. But also, too, um, you know, uh, it's only been two weeks um, in regards to actual football. But, you know, we were at it all July as well with the three weeks um uh lifting weights and practice and, and and all of june lifting weights um so it's one of those things where you know from here from from now to you know game one uh i think what we're looking forward to is getting into the grind of the season you know having a team to game plan for 
Um, so, uh, yeah, for the most part, you know, uh, like I said, we're really, really ready to nail down our depth chart and uh, get to playing football. Well, thanks for joining us, Coach. We hope look to have you on in the future. Uh, have a good week of practice pre- uh, preparing for your first game next week. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. That was Coach Josh Shims from Spring Mills High School. As we get ready to take our first break, this past segment was sponsored by Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one. Martin Kent Parsons Parsons Ford of Martinsburg.com. When we come back, we'll talk Washington football team as there was some news over the weekend, and we'll kind of have an update to my rant next on the Sports Mix. car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons goal of financing for all. And Parsons famous above market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. If you're in an accident, the first thing that you have to do is call 911. You have to get medical care immediately. The next thing you need to do is call us. When you hire us at the Skinner Law Firm, what we do is we are gonna investigate your case, and we're gonna lay out the options that you have, all at no cost to you. We will use all of our resources and all of our experience to get you what you deserve. That's what we mean by treating you like family. WVU Medicine East Heart and Vascular Institute has expanded and is now accepting new patients. With the recruitment of new board-certified cardiologists and interventional cardiologists, as well as the addition of two new offices, the WVU Medicine East Heart and Vascular Institute team can provide the best in heart care to our region. For more info on the cardiology services provided nearby in Martinsburg, Winchester, and now in Hagerstown and Shepherdstown, go to our website at mywvuheart.com. You've put up with your water long enough. It's time for Sunset Water Services, your local water solution since 1989, to fix your water problems. Get better tasting, better smelling, and better looking water today. Say hello to drinking your own delicious water for pennies per gallon. Say yes to healthier skin and hair and to softer and brighter clothes. Sunset Water Services delivers your bags of salt to you, so they'll save your back too. And our products come with a one-year satisfaction guarantee. Call 304-754-9031 for a free water quality test today. Sunsetwater.com. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. A little wonder wall this, uh, this afternoon now. Sorry, I've been on the morning shift today, still have the morning on my mind, but... Washington football team made a few moves the last couple of days. One, bringing Curtis Samuel off the pup list. It's very encouraging after just one preseason game. You got two more left, potentially get him into the last one. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about this a lot, how important Curtis Samuel is going to be for this team to give them kind of that slot receiver that can do a little bit of everything, whether it be line up in the slot like we expect him to do most of the time or – you know, even run the football a little bit. So he's a very dynamic player. So to get him healthy now is a good time because you still have two more preseason games before the regular season kicks off, and he can kind of get 
um, chemistry down with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Taylor Heineke or whoever ends up being the starter between those two, um, which both both of them looked good the other day, which we already kind of hit on the other day. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's good to have him back now. Well, uh, Ron Rivera spoke to the media yesterday after activating him from the pup list, so here's his thoughts. As soon as RV gets us y'all ready to go, um, and then we'll get him going. You know, he'll be out the walkthroughs. He'll, he'll get a chance to see those things, work with those, you know, work with the guys a little bit there. But, uh, you know, just a matter of time. So he said it was a matter of time uh, as it cut off there. But, Nick, interesting to see who got cut from this was first was DB Chris Miller, who really was kind of a no-name on the roster, Didn't wasn't really going to make much of an impact. But the first guy – we talked about him this morning on the morning sports mix on the news was Lamar Miller. He came in, he actually was on the roster last year, came in to be like fighting for the third or fourth spot this year. He actually had a touchdown catch at the end of the first preseason game, but he's got cut. He got cut. And then they released wide receiver, Kelvin Harmon. Interesting thing about Kelvin Harmon was, so he was drafted under the last regime he hurt his knee, I believe, tore his ACL last summer when there was no mini camp, and so he was out the entire year, and he was getting ready to come back. But Ron Rivera really hits on the fact of depth at this position. Here's a clip from him. Speaks to the depth of the room. It's a very good room, and Kelvin's going to get opportunities. You know, but we have a very good room right now, and some of the decisions we made today were based on giving guys an opportunity out there right now. So, it's it's really about the people that are on the roster that aren't that haven't missed time really as there's it's very competitive at that wide receiver position very deep yeah we mentioned how somebody good was going to get cut out of the wide receiver group and we saw that here with Harmon. and like coach Rivera said you know he's going to get out another opportunity probably somewhere to earn a spot but just wasn't a spot for him in DC and uh, Lamar Miller you know veteran running back but they're going a little bit younger I think at that position so that makes sense to move on from him too because he wasn't that high on the depth chart and they saw good things from Der- Jarrett Patterson uh their rookie so um you know two decisions there that make sense I think so far the cuts haven't been too surprising yeah I mean you just bring up Patterson right there he made a huge impact in his first game 70 yards combined between receiving and running on the ground so he could be a big key factor to be Really what that offense, what, that, what the running backs do on the Washington football team, you got Antonio Gibson, the, he changed his position from wide receiver to running back coming into the league, and then you have Peyton Barber as well. And I'm blanking on the other running back's name for some reason. Uh, do they still have McKissick? Yes, J.D. J.D. McKissick. McKissick. That's, I don't know why I was blanking on his name, but yes, J.D. McKissick likes to uh, go out, come out of the backfield and catch some balls. So that's kind of what their focus is on their offense from the running back is, is – they're also a target in the receiving game. Yeah, McKissick only had one carry for two yards and one catch for three yards the other day. But, you know, last season overall, he was pretty productive for them. 85 carries, 365 yards, and 80 catches. Another guy on the roster that got had some a few catches who never had played in an NFL game before was Samus Reyes. Um, as you said, my guy on Friday. Yeah, you love bringing him up for some reason. The Chil- the Chilean is that how you say it? Chilean Chilean wide res- or tight end played in his first game, and Ron Rivera had some a few great things to say about the guy. I think this is his overall body makeup, chemistry. He's um, 
a little bit of a bull in a china shop right now because he hadn't quite learned to, to, to focus his energy. But when he does, he's very powerful. He plays with good leverage. He's got good core strength. That's, a, that's another thing that a lot of guys, you know, if they have good core strength, body control, they can be very powerful. And, and, he and, you know, that's got a lot to say, but a bull in a china shop. Still a little a little rough when it comes to his hands, and he was bobbling the catches that he made the other day. But I think he's still got some great potential. The one thing that I'm kind of scared about is if he doesn't make this team, I don't know how you stash him on the practice squad. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he would probably have some interest, I think, across the league, but I don't think anybody's looking to bring him in and make him a starter. So you could probably hold him on the practice squad for at least a little bit until somebody maybe gets desperate at tight end, I would think. And then speaking of tight end, uh, John Bates, the rookie out of Boise State, the tight end they drafted in the mid-rounds, he got a concussion during the game, I believe, or maybe it was right after the game. But they've picked up uh, tight end Caleb. I can't remember his last name. It, I just came across earlier today. Um Caleb Wilson. Caleb Wilson, yes. They picked up Caleb Wilson off waivers from the Eagles. So a, a, crowded, a crowded room gets even more crowded. Yeah, this is kind of similar to a move that you just bring this guy in and he is just to have for the preseason. Like, he's 25. He appeared in five games with the Eagles last year. And he's mostly just a special teams guy. So unless he really stands out on special teams, he's probably not going to be on the roster. But you bring him in because you need a guy in the preseason. Speaking of special teams you bring up right there is uh, on Friday I had a rant about Dustin Hopkins missing two kicks. I've solved your problem, Spencer. And Ron Rivera. Yes, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But here's Ron Rivera on Dustin Hopkins and no competition at the kicker spot. Well, he's our kicker. And for right now, we're going to continue to work it. We've got to continue to work on the timing and the rhythm. Um, it is going to be a little bit different. Different snapper, has a little bit more velocity and um, a little bit of a challenge. But we've got a few weeks. That's why you have training camp, to get those things right. So still a lot of praise for the guy. He's got to say that, though. I mean, even if he is in the back of his mind thinking – well, this guy's not our answer anymore, a kicker, but right now he is their kicker. So until they add somebody else, you got to have faith in him because kicking and confidence is a huge thing. But to solve your problem, Spencer, Spencer. Yeah, how can you solve my problem here? Jake Verity, Ravens rookie, okay, two for two against the Saints. He made both of his kicks were over 40 yards, and he made a 53-yard field goal. Okay, I'm liking this, and he's yeah. no way he's going to make the roster because right. he's got Justin one of the Tucker. best, one of the best kickers the in best. NFL history, Justin <laughs> Tucker. Arguably, so arguably, we're going to argue about this. But a lot. here's the thing: we're going to argue about kickers a lot. No, not. we're going to argue about who's the who's the goat in kicking in the NFL. Um, interesting. Um, but here's the thing: the Ravens have already robbed teams like the Minnesota Vikings in the past with kickers, right? Because Kari Vedvik, I think they got a sixth round <laughs> pick for him. Yeah. And uh, he didn't even end up being their kicker. So you better be ready to give up a draft choice for Jake Verity if he keeps kicking well. Rookie out of East Carolina, 23 years old. He could be your guy, though. He looked good. Well, how are they going to keep him on the roster? Well, they're going to trade him or put him on the practice squad. But if he's on the practice squad, he can be signed to anybody's right. active roster. So the so. goal will be to trade him 
if he has a great preseason like they did with Kari Vedvik and get a sixth or seventh round pick. And they'll uh, take okay. that. Okay, I see where you're going there. And speaking of the Ravens, why don't you give us a little Ravens report? Yeah, they they did pretty well. I mean, the O-line is a concern, I think, especially because they traded away Orlando Brown. So they're looking to figure out right tackle. And some of their injuries have been up front. So Kevin Zeitler's been hurt. Uh, Bradley Bozeman got hurt, I believe, in the preseason game. And they don't have Ronnie Stanley playing right now. So they're all backup offensive linemen. And the first string O-line just did not look good at all. But the defense looked phenomenal, forcing six turnovers in the game, I believe it was, or five. So that's not a concern. I thought uh, the third string quarterback, Tyler Huntley, looked pretty well, or looked pretty good. Um, 12 of 16, uh, 79 yards passing, 43 yards rushing, and a touchdown. He, 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 to me, fits the team a little bit better than McSorley does, and McSorley has a back injury, so uh, they brought in a new quarterback today to fill his spot. But, you know, it was an okay preseason first game. I think defense looked good. Offense looked decent, but it was not really much to judge because most of their key players weren't playing offensively. And for the Saints – I mean, both their quarterbacks turned it over a lot. So yeah. the future of Al Drew Brees is looking very interesting. Well, you, you bring up McSorley. Uh, he was you know going to be the guy that was going to play the bulk of the preseason time with probably not having Lamar play, but maybe a couple series. And now he won't play the rest of the preseason. Yeah, I mean, I like Huntley better based on what we saw the other night and what we saw last year with Huntley. So... I think he just fits the scheme better. But McSorley is a decent guy, too. I mean, he's he's had some moments where he's looked pretty good, but just did not look good the other night. And a lot of that had to do with the O-line. I think he's dealing with a back injury heading into the game, and then it got worse after the game. So we'll see how that situation works itself out. I think they'll keep him on the squad, though, at least on the practice squad, if anything else. So we're up on another break. This segment was sponsored by Rockwell. Rockwell is now hiring for their new facility in Ranson. All employees receive competitive wages and great benefits plans, training programs that support their career growth. Go to rockwelljobs.com slash radio. We'll be back next for more sports mix right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Rockwool is one of the world's leading manufacturers of stone wool insulation products and is seeking motivated individuals like you to join their team right here in Ranson, West Virginia. Right now, open roles include general operator, warehouse person, machine technician, and electrical and instrumentation technician. All Rockwool employees receive competitive salaries starting at $17.50 per hour, five-day work weeks, and eight-hour shifts, plus full benefits package on day one of employment, including health, dental, and vision coverage for employees and their families, paid time off, educational reimbursement, a 6% 401k match, and more. If you want a well-paying job and the potential for a rewarding career with a top employer that offers exceptional employee support and development opportunities, visit rockwooljobs.com radio for information on all current job openings right here in Ranson, West Virginia. Apply now at rockwooljobs.com radio. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? 
Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Hi, I'm Annette McDonald, and I am the designer at Orsini's in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware, anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms, and we have flooring available too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's. Orsini's.com. Please join us for the Rocks Local Market Grand Opening at 8310 Martinsburg Pike on August 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for food, fun, and games. Shepherd athletes will be there testing their athletic prowess in giant beer pong, plinko, and other fun events. Tell your friends about it. Tell their friends about it. All of Rock's friends and neighbors are invited to come by for a cup of coffee and sit a spell. That's 8310 Martinsburg Pike on August 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to the Sports Mix right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. This segment sponsored by Hagerstown Ford. Hagerstown Ford revolutionizing the, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. And if you don't like it, they'll take it back. HagerstownFord.com. So before we get into our next topic, we'll actually, we actually have some interesting Pretty interesting and some pretty good news for the listeners as they just heard that Rock's convenience store ad on the 25th is a grand opening of the Shepherdstown store and there'll be Shepherd athletes on hand for the grand opening and fun and games and along with that. But you know who else will be there? I don't. Who? Us. Oh, wow. We're there broadcasting live with the sports mix from 12 to 1. So it'll be a pretty great day. We'll, We'll interview some Shepherd athletes as well as, I believe, the Rock's owner. So it'll be a, a pretty cool thing cool thing to get out in the community and, you know, meet some people. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you know, do that live remote, too, will be fun. So a little bit different for us. And talk to some Shepherd, shepherd athletes, like you said. So it should be a fun show. And now we'll get into the next topic. That next topic is former Washington quarterback, Washington football quarterback. We talked about that he has now has a job with ESPN. He opened up to the Washington Post, Nikki Jabavel. I don't know how to say her name. I excuse me for pronouncing it. Jabavola. Jabavola. Should have just left it at the Washington yeah. Post. Um, obviously, he's joining ESPN as an NFL analyst. A move the network announced last week, or I guess officially today. He will be on multiple shows, including SportsCenter and Monday Night Countdown, and in various capacities. The one-year deal is an experiment of sorts for both sides for him to test the waters of sports broadcasting and for the network to figure out how to best use him. Although Smith has had an outsta- a long-standing relationship with ESPN, which was really strengthened by that documentary called Project 11, which showed his recovery from his leg injury, the discussions, he said, didn't begin 
in the earliest until Smith announced his retirement in April. What do you think about that, Nick? I mean, good for him, I guess, for him to continue to, you know, be around the game. Um, you know, one of the better stories, obviously, in the NFL last year was Alex Smith, and I think, uh, you know, he'll join ESPN and probably be a pretty good analyst for them. Um, but, I mean, ESPN hires everybody. So, <laughs> if you're a former NFL player looking for a job, uh, call ESPN, they'll give you a job, and you can talk about football. I love how Ryan Clark now is, like, the analyst for everything. Like, they just yeah, need he's somebody just to every, just throw Ryan Clark in there. He's just on everything. And he's there. Yeah, he's he's on the morning show. He's on everything. And then he'll be on um, Sports Center from with SVP from D.C. Sometimes he'll be live in studio. It's just crazy what he's got to do. And then he's got to be up the next day. He's on Get Up on Monday mornings when it comes to the NFL season. He's got a crazy schedule. Yeah, and they're getting some – Washington football team slash Redskin guys on their on their roster there, right? Yeah. Alex just Smith, got RG3. RG3, and Ryan Clark. There's probably a few more. I think Trevor Maddich does football coverage, college there football coverage. Uh, that's all I can think of off the top of my head. And then obviously – Davin McNabb probably spent a week there, right? <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> uh, so now let's transition into another topic. That topic is – Wizards basketball, Nick, you mentioned in your sports report this morning that the Wizards got a win in the summer league yesterday. They did 93-83 over the Bucks, and Corey Kispert had his first really strong performance of the summer league, which was good to see. Uh, 18 points, 7-12 shooting, 4-7 from 3. Somehow I've remembered all those stats. Um, you know, so he had a great game. And Holmesley played well, who's another guy that they're expecting to either make the team or be with their G League squad. Uh, Isaiah Todd played okay, 8.7 rebounds. So it was good to see that team get a win. They've had issues with their roster. They don't have Cassius Winston right now due to COVID. They probably won't have him for the summer league. So he was a guy that they were looking to kind of run the offense, and he hasn't been around. So the offense has been kind of tough to watch. I watched a little bit of their last game, and it was – you know, really just terrible to watch that team because there's no ball movement or anything like that. Much better yesterday in the win. So uh, good to see the young guys playing well and good to see Kispert really have a strong performance in a win. And they have another game, what is it, today? Their final yes, game? Yes, at three. It's the makeup for the Pacers game that the they'll one play that got today. canceled because they didn't have enough players due to COVID. And then I'm not, like, keeping up with it a ton, so I don't know the exact, like, standings and everything. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought you were. I thought you were a resident <laughs> Wizards reporter. I mean, I'm keeping up with the Wizards, but I don't know everybody in the Summer League and how they're doing because I don't really care that much. I just want to see how good the rookies <laughs> are doing for the Wizards. Um, but I don't think they'll make the the tournament section, so everybody still gets another game. So they'll still okay. play another game, but you don't – you could get two more games if you're in the tournament. All right. So now some other NBA news. A big trade went down last evening. It did, yeah. Rondo was dealt. Um, Rondo and Patrick Beverly from the Clippers to the Grizzlies for Eric Bledsoe. So this clears up salary cap for the Grizzlies. They can make some moves in 2022 offseason. And for the Clippers, you know, they get Eric Bledsoe technically back because he started his career there. And – get a little bit more scoring from the point guard position position opposed to what Rondo and those other guys give you and Beverly give you, you know, you get more scoring from Bledsoe, 12 points a game last year, uh, known as more of a scorer than 
those other guys are, but you do lose that Patrick Beverly toughness and defense, which can't, could maybe hurt them. Yeah, and you look at a guy like Patrick Beverly and Rajon, Rajon, Rajon Rondo, excuse me, those are two big-time players, and you get uh, – he'll go to the Grizzlies, and then the Clippers will get Eric Bledsoe. That's a that's a big pickup for the Clippers. Yeah, and I think, too, the, the Grizzlies may try to move Rondo and uh, Beverly. They're open to trading all three of the guys they got. They also got Daniel Orto. I don't know much about him. I don't think he plays much. You know, two points per game, two rebounds. So they'll probably try to move at least two of those guys in Rondo and Beverly and try to get more either picks or assets for the future or just get rid of their contracts so then they can really try to go in on the 2022 offseason and build around John Morant and maybe be a contender in 2023. Yeah, they could be a big contender in 2023. And another team that made a move yesterday – is right, yeah, I guess it was last night, pretty late last night after 10 p.m. Was the Heat they uh re signed Udonis Haslam at 41? At I believe he's 41 years old and it's his yes. 19th season. Okay, <laughs> good, good for Udonis, <laughs> I guess. I mean, he's getting 2.8 million to do nothing so. <laughs> Sign me up, right? I mean, he did average four points, but he, I don't think he played. He only played in one game last year. <laughs> yeah, but he it, he's he a good would, locker room guy. He'd be only he'd become only the fifth player to spend an entire career spanning at least nineteen years with one franchise. Right. Dirk I mean, Nevesky that's a great ex- twenty one with the Mavericks. Kobe yeah, Bryant Kobe spent twenty with the Lakers. Tim Duncan nineteen with the Spurs. John Stockton nineteen with Utah. Yeah. So all those guys are. First ballot Hall of Famers, and then you have Udonis Haslam. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird list now. He'll be that, that weird outlier that you're like, how did he spend 19 years with the Heat? And you go, well, they liked his personality. Yeah, you look at the names he's with on that list, and then you're like, who's this guy? Right. <laughs> he did play one game, though, and he scored four points and had a rebound. So good for him. And his plus minus was plus three. So he made an impact. So with that, we will take our final break of the day, and we come back. We will talk – what are we going to talk about, Nick? The Nats. The Nats and other MLB news, pretty interesting news, actually, when you when you think about it. Uh, player threw a no-hitter first game, but this guy isn't necessarily a prospect. So we'll talk about that next on The Sports Mix. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, we have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details. 
Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. Put up with your water long enough. It's time for Sunset Water Services, your local water solution since 1989, to fix your water problems. Get better tasting, better smelling, and better looking water today. Say hello to drinking your own delicious water for pennies per gallon. Say yes to healthier skin and hair and to softer and brighter clothes. Sunset Water Services delivers your bags of salt to you, so they'll save your back too. And our products come with a one-year satisfaction guarantee. Call 304-754-9031 for a free water quality test today. Sunsetwater.com. Please join us for the Rocks Local Market Grand Opening at 8310 Martinsburg Pike on August 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for food, fun, and games. Shepherd athletes will be there testing their athletic prowess in giant beer pong, plinko, and other fun events. Tell your friends about it. Tell their friends about it. All of Rock's friends and neighbors are invited to come by for a cup of coffee and sit a spell. That's 8310 Martinsburg Pike on August 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to the final segment of the Sports Mix. This segment sponsored by the Maris Group and Ameriprise Financial, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call M- M- Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their officers at 1270 Winchester Avenue, Martinsburg, West Virginia. Nick, pretty interesting thing happened over the weekend. A Diamondback making his first career start in the big leagues through a no-hitter. Which doesn't seem that big of news, but no hitters this year are are uh, have kind of gone down. They've gone up or gone up. Excuse me, that's why. That's I, why I it doesn't why seem said. as big of a deal. Yeah, for it doesn't no seem as big of a deal because they've gone up. But also but in your first start, in your first start, but when when you say in your first start in the big leagues, you're expecting a guy to be what 20, 20 to twenty four, maybe. Yeah, this guy's twenty seven years old, so he's no longer really considered a prospect, and he comes up. And he throws a no-hitter. Yeah, he was a Rule 5 pick um, back in the Rule 5 draft, you know, eight months ago. And he's 27. And to do that in your first career start, um, only two people have done that in the history, in the 20th century. So, you know, that's quite the achievement. And it is becoming very common, though, to see no-hitters, but... To do it in your first start, this was a perfect game, right? Yeah. No? Uh, no, no hitter. My bad. No hitter. There yeah. was almost a perfect game last night. but That's what I saw. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it seems to be happening more and more, and it's still a great achievement, so I'm not going to take anything away from him because to do that in your major league debut is very impressive, but it is something that we are seeing more and more of, so it doesn't seem as uncommon or 
as crazy when you see a no hitter like once every three weeks or something like that. I don't know what the rate is, but it just seems like it's happening like all the time now. So now we'll talk Nationals baseball. The Nats uh, not really doing too hot, as we talked about even last week. They got swept by the Dodgers. They're still one and nine over their last ten games. They've lost seven straight. Fifty-seven negative fifty-seven run differential. Got swept by the Braves. I Braves. Yeah, they yeah. got swept by the Braves. I don't know what's on my mind right now. I'm ready to go to sleep. I'm ready to take a nap. You home. ready for them to be back playing the Dodgers in competitive baseball? Right. No, I thought about the Dodgers because I looked at a story how eight Nash players that are traded are faring with their new clubs, and to me, it just thought. There you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're just not playing good baseball right now, uh, especially this past weekend. I think you had a chance to win on Sunday when it was a tied game, but uh, pitching got away from you in that one. Got blown out on Saturday 12-2, to so not really much they could do. Patrick Corbin continues to struggle. I feel like I talk about him every day on the show, but he's just not lived up to the hype. And Josiah Gray pitched okay in the 4-2 loss, but Charlie Morton just outpitched him and got the win. You had a 2-0 lead, though, in that game. So you had some chances to win this weekend and just couldn't put it all together. And I think that shows how good the Braves have been. I mean, Austin Riley, you know, had two homers in the series. Uh, They were just hitting the ball really well. And even without Ronald Acuna, the Braves – our dangerous team as we head into this final month. Yeah, and you, you talk about a Nats team who just even got the, over the weekend. They lost another player. As Joe Ross, he has a partial tear in his right elbow UCL, and that's his throwing elbow. And whenever you hear a UCL, there's another word that comes with or another phrase that comes with it, and that's one you never want to hear in baseball, and that's Tommy John surgery. He doesn't – he has a partial tear, so it's not enough to require surgery, but – it's a scary thought when you hear UCL. Definitely, and you don't want any injury like that, especially uh, in your throwing arm or in your arm in general, just because obviously that's what the pitchers need to be successful. So we'll see if hope, it's good news that it's not going to be Tommy John, but either way, an injury in the arm uh, for a pitcher is never good. Uh, day off today for the Nats. We'll return home. They get, we'll a, continue they, get a, their they get a rare two day break during a, two days off during a week. Yeah, it's that, that's weird. Infinite. Or that's a controlled two days off because uh, there's you know sometimes you get two days off due to rain, but this time they have two days this week, Monday and Thursday. There's no games. Yeah, I'm guessing it's because Toronto's coming from Seattle back to the East Coast. So it's more of a day off for them, I would think. And then the Nats have to travel. And then the Nats have to travel to Milwaukee. That's why they get the other day off. But, you know, for them to have a home series, it's it's pretty rare to play a back-to-back home series and get a day off in between, I feel like. Yeah, and you mentioned that they're going to Milwaukee to face the, the Brewers. Then from there, they'll have next Monday off again. <laughs> so it, it appears like all their off days in August have been in the last two weeks. Uh, but then they'll head down to Miami to – face the Marlins for a three-game set, and then head up to New York for another series with the Mets, and then come home to start a series with the Phillies. That's a three-game series, Monday and Tuesday, the end of the month, and then Wednesday, September 1st. And it rolls back into the final calendar month of August 
where they'll have the Mets at home for the final series, I believe, of the season against the Mets. That'll be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then, or no, it'll be a four game series. So it'll be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And then they'll head to the Braves, head to the Pirates, home for the Marlins, have a day off, have the Rockies come into town, then head to the Marlins again, and then head to the Reds for a four game series. And then the, head to the Rockies. So they'll have the play the Rockies both times in this month. And then they'll close out the season at the Red Sox. As a baseball fan and as a somebody that's in in the know about stuff, what do you think the Nats need to look at for the next, you know, month and two weeks? Um, they're young guys. I think that's really where they need to focus because at this point they're not really competing for the postseason. So you get what you can out of the younger players and see how they progress. Especially once we get into September, they'll you know probably make some big call ups from their triple A prospects and get those guys kind of involved in the offense or on the mound or whatever, and just have those guys make progress because the wins don't matter at this point. You know, they're down, what, 13 games now? I think it was 10 last time we looked at it. Yeah, so. well, they fade the, or, face the Braves. Well, yeah, I don't know. And what. I believe the Braves now have sole position. Yeah, they do. They have sole position 12 in games the first back. place. And that's are 12 games back and officially last in the division. Right, so, you know, you're not going to catch the Diamondbacks or the Orioles for the first pick, but you might catch the Pirates <laughs> if you're or the Rangers. Yeah, probably the Royals though. You got a chance to catch them, right? Draft pick wise, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. How about the Orioles run differential two oh one? That's negative two oh one. I'm yeah. assuming. Yes. <laughs> Is that the worst in baseball? It is. The next closest, do you have any guesses? The Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, the Pirates are minus 180. And, yeah, they're the next closest. And then the, the but Diamondbacks. But that, that's crazy that it's 21 difference between the Orioles and the Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. It's been that way for a while. It has been a, that way for a while. I feel like. Are the Orioles rebuilding? What are they doing? I feel like they're in a constant rebuild. Well, they were good for a while there, 2012 to 2016. They were a good team. They won the most games in the American League during that stretch. They're in the toughest division in baseball. It's always going to be the argument, isn't it? I mean, it's true, though. Uh, yeah, I, see I mean, what... you have the Blue Jays have over 60 wins, and they're in fourth place. Yeah. So... Can't say that about most divisions. The Blue Jays would be winning the NL East by a game. Yeah. Can't say that about any division, actually. No, you, you can't really at all. Um, one one quick hitter here right before we get out. U.S. Women's National Team soccer member Carly Lloyd, two-time Women's World Cup winner, she announced her international retirement. So that means she's off the Women's National Team, retired from the Women's National Team got about 30 seconds. What do you think about this? Well, it's kind of expected. I think this team's getting older, and part of the reason why they didn't win gold probably, so they'll try to kind of rebuild. And Carly was a great player, a great career. Sad to see her go. As we have just about 15 seconds before we have to start getting out of here, what are you looking forward to this week in sports, Nick? Uh, Football. <laughs> I don't really know. More, more college. <laughs> more preseason. Or more preseason NFL football. Yeah. 
All right. Well, with that, that's the end of the Monday, August 16th edition of the Sports Mix. We'll be back tomorrow for the August 17th edition of the Sports Mix right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Locally owned. 